Welcome to Feasting on Design. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. This week, I'm chatting with Will Brown, founder of InterApp, an augmented reality marketing platform. We talk about how InterApp utilizes traditional print design to create augmented reality experiences for your clients' customers, building AR campaigns around demographics and geotargeting, working with designers to build product awareness and utilization, and so much more. Thank you to Hover for sponsoring this episode of Feasting on Design. Hover knows that you have incredible ideas waiting to come to life, and you need hamburgers in the dot news to make a name for yourself. Grab this domain and many more over at hover.com slash feasting on design for a 10% discount on all new purchases. Make a name for yourself with Hover. If your area of focus is print, packaging, and apparel graphic design, did you know you can now transform your visual graphics into interactive experiences for the consumer to engage with? Learn more at interappusa.com. If you like the podcast and want to help support us, head over to patreon.com slash feasting on design. Every dollar helps us cover hosting costs, upgrade equipment, and keep the podcast going. When you become a Feasting on Design patron, you'll get access to exciting Feasting on Design news before anyone else, plus stickers and t-shirts. So please help support the podcast by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash feasting on design. Will, thanks for joining me again uh, to, for take two of the podcast. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back for a second time. <laughs> yeah, well, this time you don't have a cold, hopefully, so. No, I'm not nasally, yeah. Yeah, it'll make yeah, it even no. better. Yeah, so this is. <laughs> so, so, yeah, let's, let's start with the beginning. What's, what's kind of your background? How did you get into design and all? So, uh, my background... I, um, <clears throat> so my dad had a, a computerized photo business back in the early nineties, right before digital photography and all that stuff was even a thing. Sure. So he used to have a standing uh, booth at the California state fair where he would uh, do digital photos and then print, print the photos out on an inkjet on transfer paper. And he would put them on t-shirts and mugs. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I I I was I kind of grew up around that. So he always had programs like Photoshop, Corel Draw um, that he would use to do his do his business. So I would use those programs in high school to do school projects, and I got very proficient at using uh, those programs. So my senior year, um, my dad's friend had asked me to design a, a business card. He saw me working on a school project. And he saw me designing a, a card that I had to do for my business class in high school. It was an elective. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, man, why don't you design me a card? I said, okay. So I made the card for him. I actually designed it, sent him a JPEG, and he actually paid me for it. And I'm like, oh, this can actually be pretty lucrative. Because <laughs> I always knew I wanted to go off into business for myself out of high school. I just didn't know what I would do specifically. And that was my aha eureka moment. And um, that kind of jump-started me into um, uh, graphics, really, graphics and printing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, didn't, he didn't ask me to print it, but he did ask me to design it. So I'm like, okay, well, let me, you know, let me see if I can find a printer. So I would go around town looking for a contract printer. At the time, I was using FedEx and Kinko's. Sure. So uh, the only time, <laughs> only time I would make money is just off of design. You can't make any money off no. the print because – they had no wholesale setup. 
Yeah. So, um, so I actually ended up coming across, you know, maybe about six months into me, you know, being a freelancer, I end up finding a, a wholesale printer um, in my suburb that would actually print for me. And mm-hmm. that, actually, I kind of got started in, in the printing side of things. And um, but but let me back backtrack at a high school. The printing or freelancing was my side hustle. <laughs> I actually worked at a sweatshop and I was working on this machine where I had to meet a certain quota and the machine broke down every 30 seconds. It seemed like so I was not able to meet the quota. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to quit. So this guy <laughs> that I had befriended there, we we made a pact. We said, all right, we're going to quit on this day and we're not coming back. I end up quitting. I don't know if he did. He probably realized that would have been stupid. <laughs> he, he bailed <laughs> I, on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, so I remember I quit that day and ran out and ran a uh, ran my first uh, ad at, in the Sacramento Bee, our local newspaper, and f- for my printing business. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's how I kind of got started off in that. I started getting phone calls and. Then people started asking me not only to design, but to print. So that's when I had to start looking for uh, a contract printer for myself. Gotcha. So, so you, did yeah. you, st- you kind of started off doing quick print stuff, right? Uh, yeah. Started off doing quick print stuff. And then um, just over the years, that kind of grew into me uh, stepping out and starting my own uh, shop. Mm-hmm. So at one point I had, I had two locations, um, and, you know, I became the, the local printer. So not only, you know, I had my own equipment, mm-hmm. um, had my own team of, of designers and staff. Um, so I was able to kind of uh, work that model and um, do that. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm down to one shop now. Two was just was too much for me to run. <laughs> sure. But, um, yeah. So that's kind of how I got started in, in the in the printing business. Gotcha. So how did the, how does your start in the printing business evolve into the company you run now? And, and just, just for a little background, get, I guess, give a little background on, on what you're doing now and then we'll move okay. into that. Yeah. So, so currently um, I have a startup called InterApp and InterApp is a uh, web-based platform um, well, let me step back. Web Interapp is an app, uh, mobile device app, smartphone app used to interact with visual advertising graphics, um, labeling, packaging, t-shirt graphics using AR. Mm-hmm. So you launch our app and you can scan the, the, scan the visual and then pull up a dynamic interactive experience. And it's an AR augmented reality experience. Okay. So, um, so we have a web-based creator that allows creatives to go online and create these experiences for themselves, uh, for their brand or as a service. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, that's what I'm currently doing now. Um, and I pivot pivoted into that by way of printing because I was, I was trying to find a way to continue to add value to my business and, um, also just kind of hedge, you know, hedge printing, not, not sure. necessarily that printing was going to go out of business, but you know, you have more, you have, you have additional revenue media, streams uh, digital, that you need to digital revenue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So really just trying to figure out a way to kind of curb, curb that. And, um, that's kind of that. And, you know, when I really got inspired, uh, one, two, two ways, 
one, um, me and my, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, we traveled to Seattle um, mm-hmm. for Valentine's. And we went to the Space Needle Valentine's Day trip weekend. And we went to the Space Needle. And the Space Needle was the first time I saw augmented reality in action. They had these augmented reality experiences at, at the Space Needle. Okay. And I'm like, man, this is actually pretty cool. So that has always stuck in my head when I came back. And I'm like, how could I use this? And then um, I also do a lot of direct mail in my in my printing business. And I had a client that really wanted to do something interactive with um, with direct mail. And he wanted to use a QR code to kind of get people to scan and take them to a website and do some take them to a the website to a landing page so he can, you know, display whatever content he wants to display on that site. And I'm like, that's cool and all, but you know, I saw this thing with AR. I wonder how we can implement AR on print. And that's kind of how that that aha eureka moment came along. And um man, that was that was probably three years ago now. So honestly the last you know, prior to that, a year, two years out was really just research and development, just trying to find out how to make this happen. <laughs> sure. And I was fortunate, fortunate enough to stumble upon uh, my team to kind of help uh, get start developing my, my proof of concept um, so we could, uh, you know, start seeing the minimal viability of this. So once we kind of developed that proof of concept, uh, me and my my business partner, we actually started traveling uh, the country, going to um, uh, trade shows, um, mm. Graphic Arts of America. We'd go there, Chicago Print, and really just kind of talk to people, show them the the proof of concept, the, the the idea, and just get some feedback. And once we really saw that the the graphic design slash print community space saw merit in this we kind of said okay well let's let's kind of get serious about it and really get get developing a, a full-scale product um so we've been we've been literally three years in the making on on getting the product uh, uh developed and finished and we finally were able to bring it to market um as of this year um october mm-hmm. so we have the app itself like i said which is used to interact with visual graphics and then we have our web-based uh, platform where graphic designers, that's who our, yeah. Yeah, our creator platform, where um, you can go in and you can take, you can upload your, your visual graphic, your t-shirt graphic, your postcard graphic, your uh, flyer graphic, whatever, upload that to the platform and start um, connecting rich media content to create interactive experiences, videos, photo galleries, uh, um, animation, 3D animation, hyperlinks to click people to specific landing pages and stuff like that. Um, so that that's the web-based platform. So we have, we finally finished that and got that launched as of October. And um, we've been literally, we've been, been rolling with it ever since. And um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, it's cool technology. Every time I, I create something new, mm-hmm. I'm just still amazed with it. Like, man, this is actually some, great stuff yeah <laughs> and the how people are, that are using it we're getting great feedback yeah that's what i was wondering is how are you how are you getting adoption and getting people to 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 start using it both from yeah. a designer standpoint and from a end user who's going to interact user. with the whatever yeah. that person's designed 
Yeah, so that's a good question. So right now, um, we've been doing a lot of uh, marketing social media-wise. So Instagram and Facebook has been really uh, our really target uh, target audience, targeting our audience on those platforms. Okay. And really through video, you know, we have we have four four video posts right now that show uh, t-shirt interaction and a flyer interaction. Then we also have a like a sizzle reel showing people how to use the platform. And that really has been getting a lot of engagement. Even since we last talked, I've been running that oh, same wow. promotion for, well, since then. And um, a lot of our user base is actually coming from that because people can actually see, see it. So they're like, oh man, what is this? So we'll get engagements. People will uh, web chat us, email us, you know, send us a message to our web form and message us on inbox us. And we're able to start engaging and, and get people signed up with demos. So by them being able to see the, the, the product in action is what really has been a huge benefit for us. Um, so we've been getting users that way. And what we've been teaching our users is, hey, if you if you have this so far, we've been signing up brands since our T-shirt, our T-shirt interactions have been huge. You know, people are seeing that. And I've been getting a lot of T-shirt brands and apparel companies hitting me up talking about, hey, let's we want to mm-hmm. get this on our on our shirts. We want interactive T-shirts. So as a brand, what we've been telling them is, hey, create something exclusive for your for your audience to interact with. And that's really how we've been teaching them to sell it as a as a sales point. You know, not only are you just going to buy this shirt from us, but when you when you buy this shirt every week or every month, we're going to have something exclusive for you to interact with when you use Interapp to interact with it. So that that actually has been working. We've been getting some tremendous feedback um, in, in, in the brands that we've been signing up or saying, you know, we've been using that and, you know, we can see the analytics and the metrics and, you know, people are downloading the app. And those those brands are getting tremendous engagement interactions with those with those shirts. So a lot of the a lot of the end user marketing is done through the actual brand. You know, sure. It, it's a consumer driven consumer driven driven product. You know, create something exclusive for your audience to interact and engage with that they can only get when they use interact and interact. So that model so far has has been working for us. Cool. When, you know, since you're kind of still, you know, taking baby steps and and finding your footing along the way, what's been the most surprising use case that you've seen or the most exciting use case that you've seen so far? The most exciting use case I've seen so far is, is interactive packaging. Um, So we, we work with a, a company, in my local town, um, they're a supplemental company. So they do um, workout supplements, powders, okay. protein shakes, stuff like that. So, and, and they were actually some of my first use cases, but now they've adopted into actual members or, or subscribers of the platform. So I would say about a good 10% of their packaging that's out on the shelves and stores, retail shops like GNC, um, Vita, Vita shop, those packages are interactive. So what they've done is they've been able to, um, they've been able to create, let's say, for instance, they have a, a, a video 
where you can scan the package and it will pull up an exclusive video where you can learn how to make certain shakes with the protein. And, and then they'll do a workout, you know, how to use a specific workout with the shake. You know, they've, they've came up with something very creative on that end. Mm -hmm. And then you can also, when you're ready to reorder, you can roll the bottle over, you can uh, interact with the labeling on the back and there's a buy now button where you can actually buy and you can buy that product right off of the product. So that's been very cool. Um, and then they have um, another thing that was very interesting that they've done is a dynamic um, testimonial. So there's a testimonial section on the packaging where you scan it and it shows you, you know, real life uh, users of that product. And they actually change that out once a week. You know, they're oh, wow. able to change it. So you're not getting the same reviews. Like if you want to see what somebody else reviewed this week on the product, you're getting something new. So it, it's worked in two ways. As a, as a consumer who sees this product on the shelf, you're able to interact with that labeling to get a little more information, a little more content sitting on the shelf. And mm. as a let's say as a, as a existing customer of this brand, you're also getting something exclusive when you take that product home and you're, you're interacting with it. So I would say that's probably the most cool and exciting thing I've seen so far. And I really believe in the, the power of interactive packaging with, with this product. So I've really been, I've personally been very hands-on with helping them create um, or, or give them ideas on how to really make that, make that a very effective campaign for them. Because I really, I really love the concept of interactive packaging. <laughs> so gotcha. as, my as goal you, is kind of start pioneering that. Sure. As you see the the product adoption grow, you know what are things that you're looking forward to rolling out and and seeing how your users can can push the bounds. You know, one thing that. What what I would look forward to doing is, um, you know, we're a startup. We're very uh, nimble and agile, mm -hmm. and I'm very on on user feedback. So every 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 other week, as often as we can, we try to message our our existing users and get feedback from them on what they would like to see in terms of improvements on the platform. Because mm -hmm. we're we're still startup, but we're also scalable. So we take their feedback. And we're able to make improvements on the platform based off of what they need. And that's why, for me, it's really important for us to really target creatives because they're, they're the ones who are, who are creating, let's say, the, 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 the graphic. And sure. they're the ones who are, are envisioning how they want the end user to interact with that, that, that product to get whatever experience they want. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones who are going to tell us, this is what we need. So a good example is um, we had a, we had a guy that uh, messaged us and he's like, well, you know, I have a, he, he's a, he's a freelancer who signed up on the platform and he creates uh, business cards. Sure. So he had a client that wants a 3d uh, experience on his business card that he can give out to um you know, people in his network. These are people that he already know, so he can get them to download the app specifically. Mm -hmm. So he actually messaged us and said, you know, your your 3D 
platform isn't uh, easy to use because it's actually right now it's a it's a submit process. You submit it to us, and then we're able to um, plug it in and and merge it to the platform itself. Right. So the moment he said, "Well, you know, it's not easy to use." Well, right away, I have the team right now working on a a a, a plugin to where you can actually just drag and drop your own 3D <laughs> uh, file into the platform and make it make it easier for you to do. That's so cool. that yeah, that's what we're working on now, and that that product or that variation um, would be rolled out within the next two months to be available. So really, we're 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 nimble. Our our goal is really to lot rely on our users to give us the feedback to make improvements. For me, yeah. I'll be honest. Like what we have, I'm like, oh, this is this is this is great. I know we need to improve on it, but you know, as the CEO, I got so many hats <laughs> where sometimes my my creativity isn't as high, <laughs> and it may be muted a little. So sure. I, it, it's really important for me. Uh, to rely on on the users so I can relay that information back to the team to make whatever adjustments we need to do to really um, have a satisfied customer, basically. Gotcha. What are you guys doing to, you know, garner more feedback from users? What I mean, are you reaching out to them, say, weekly or monthly to kind of see what they like and don't yeah. like or? or Yeah. I, yeah. So, uh, uh, um Every every other week, we do send out an email campaign to our specific users, especially ones that are really using the platform heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll do a we'll be able to get some email feedback from them, and then also what we have implemented um, since we last talked. I said I was going to do it. We finally got it in place. Is <laughs> um, we for for all the new users that sign up, we have free onboarding. So we'll do a, a live onboarding through Zoom or Skype. And we'll walk them through the platform. We'll help them create their first campaign. Mm-hmm. And we actually rely on that feedback as well because we're okay. actually on the platform with them at the same time. So we rely on that feedback. If they say something is difficult or not not explanatory, you know, we're able to take that feedback in and maneuver right away to fix it. Um, so that's one thing we've been doing. So I think we'll we'll keep we'll keep that up. Um, and really just roll with that for the next six to 12 months and really just make some huge improvements based off of that. But so far, um, the way it is now, you know, we're, we, we don't have much complaints. <laughs> That's good. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the, the feedback we do get is is very valuable and we're very and I'm, I'm very keen on making sure we, we, we implement implement those changes right away. Mm-hmm. One of the things when we talked last time that really interested me is how you were also white labeling the product. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a, uh, 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 a white label, uh, opportunity. So for brands that want to have their own personalized AR experience, um, you know, we can actually create a white label, uh, platform for them. So they would have their own quote unquote interact app, but it'll be branded their 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 brand. But you would log into the interact creator platform, which mm-hmm. is connected to your app. And then you can create your own experiences. And uh, for let's say you're for instance you're a t-shirt company, you do graphic tees. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you could you could say XYZ uh, AR app is now available. So now your users don't necessarily have to migrate outside of your brand. They're still right. within your brand. Right. Um, and but the, the, the cool thing is whatever whatever you make interactive is also on your app is also interactive on the inter app app. So that way, you know, if a user doesn't have your your platform downloaded, they could still come to use the interact app, launch that, interact with your graphic. So that that feature is available. And we've actually been getting um, I haven't been promoting that as much since we last talked, but it is on the website. Um, So I've actually had three inquiries, to be honest about that. These are some actually big brands that hit hit us up. I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) so we might we might be we might be rolling out um, some white labeled experiences here soon, um, but it's it's just another cool way to help brands break into this AR space um, and not spend you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to do so. You you may spend you know a fraction of that when you come to Interapp. We can we can make that happen for you. Sure, I can see adoption being a lot easier if you're eliminating that financial risk. It, it it's it's a lot easier to bring somebody on board if they're not having, like you said, risk of hundred thousand dollars yeah. to build something. Yeah, and that and that's kind of been our our primary focus with Interapp is you know AR. It's an emerging technology. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still new. It's still groundbreaking. And with anything new, there's a level of risk that you. You're, you're going to incur um, because of adoption issues. Well, if I, if I create interactive experiences, is my audience going to download it? And then if they're not early adopters, how long am I holding on to this product if I'm paying $20,000, $30,000 you know, to do so? Mm-hmm. So what we've done is we've, we've lowered the entry barrier for you to enter into this space. So now it's no longer a long-term investment. It's a short-term investment because now you can say, oh man, I can go on Interapp and I can create an AR experience for at the most nine, nine, a hundred bucks a month, you know, Mm. or if you go on the lower end, we have a $9.99 package of uh, $9 package, monthly package. So for nine bucks a month, you're not taking a huge risk to see if AR is right for you and your business, you know, but as, as things progress, especially in this COVID age, um, people are, are trying to touch things less, you know, they don't necessarily <laughs> want to have hands on. So sure. this is a great opportunity to say, well, you know what, let me, let me interact with this and see what comes up without me necessarily have to take the risk of touching it. Um, so with that being said, that's a, we have a, we, we got a guy that we onboarded last week um, in, uh, Atlanta and he, he has a restaurant that he finally got to open back up. I guess they released, um, I guess they're, they're opening back up there, but he's like, you know, I, I'm trying to be conscientious with my customers with touching our menus and keeping the menus clean. So, uh, that was his concept. So he did interactive menus for his restaurant, you know, the the cool, yeah. So the cool thing with that is not only do you get a dynamic experience with the, with the menus, but, you know, they, they, they really have taken advantage of some of the video content that they've they had. That's not really getting a lot of traffic source. So now Interapp is a traffic source for some of their video content that they spent, you know, hundreds of dollars on making eight, nine months 
to go that they really never got the opportunity to put out there. So now when you interact with the menu, which the owner popping up, giving you his um, his 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 why he created the restaurant, its purpose and its its, uh, you know, role in the community. So he's he's been able to sell that. And that's that's been working out for him so far. So but, you know, he's on our thirty nine dollar a month plan. Well, that's mm-hmm. not a risk for him. <laughs> you know, he's like, I can't afford to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think we we take great pride in being able to lower that entry because I think everybody should should be able to take advantage of this. Like my goal, as I know it's ambitious and I, I believe we could do it, is right now you have Facebook, you have Instagram, and now you're gonna have Interapp. You know, you're going to need Interapp in this new age to create uh uh, to actually stay connected to your audiences through more engaging experiences and interact can provide that. Um, and you could provide that at a very low cost without a huge risk of doing so. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things that was interesting to me because last time I, we talked, I, I brought this up as well is yes, you you're doing augmented reality, but you're really a content marketing platform that is just has an augmented reality package yeah 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 that's that's true um you know we do create we do cater to the creatives sure. and um you're, you're you're putting out engaging content like that's really our goal is we want we we you know this and this today's marketing is all about engaging <laughs> you yeah. have to be able to engage your audience and keep them engaged so that way you can maintain um, your your customer loyalty, you can keep your customer's interest, you know, and all that's through engagement. So if you're a product, if your business as a product where you have packaging or if your product is a, a, a lifestyle apparel brand where you have, you know, graphic tees of, of that nature, um, or if your business still uses printed graphics, signage, posters, print, collateral, you need you. They need to be interactive. There's no reason why they should not be interactive, um, mm-hmm. because it does add a whole nother level of engagement for you to create something exclusive for your audience to stay connected to you. Outside of outside of social, outside of social, and I think this is this 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 is it. This is the key to do so. Gotcha. So something I'm curious about is have you guys built a kind of training platform to provide your clients with that they can provide their end user with so that they understand how to use the app with, you know, say them like the guy in Atlanta with the menu that he's handed? Um, you know, we we're working on that. That's a great question. Um, one thing that we've been focused on is, um, <clears throat> and this is, this, why scaling for us is really important. You know, our, our, our whole focus for the time being has really just been getting creatives to the platform, selling sure. them on, on the idea of interactive experiences. Right. right. Um, and, and with that being said, we've kind of forgotten about the end user um, mm-hmm. almost intentionally <laughs> because it's like, all right, we have our, we have our marketing efforts and we have our budget. Where is it best where does it best suit us? And that's when mm-hmm. we said, well, let's target our creatives, get the creatives on the platform, sell them on the idea, and then let them be able to um, 
educate their their customers. So then, you know, we were having a conversation, uh, me and the team last week. So it's good you brought this up. He's like, all right, well, we're getting users on the platform now. Now we need we need to provide the users some kind of tools to provide the end user. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. So we got to work on that next. <laughs> so to answer the question, we're, we're it's in the works. Uh, we haven't deployed it yet, but it, it's definitely in the works. And our gotcha. goal is to kind of get that going uh, ASAP. But uh, so yeah. far, so far, the idea is um, we've been able to get get the creatives on board by saying, you know what, if you're going to use, if we're going, like, especially if, as for our freelancers that use Interact as a service, um, they've been able to upsell this to their clients by saying, you know, this is just a great way to create more engagement for your for your users by having something exclusive. So they've been able to upsell them on that, but it's definitely within our our scope to give them more to give to them to their to their to their uh, customer base. So that that's what we're working on. That's something else I was curious about is how are you how are you getting the designers that are interested in your product? How are you getting them to sell their clients on it? Um. So so far what we've been able to tell them is, you know, this is a great way for you to um, earn extra revenue. Um, and you can do that through upselling uh, the service. So for instance, a good, a good example is we have a, we have a, a t-shirt company out in LA mm-hmm. that's a, a manufacturer. Um, so they have customers that come to them and they'll, they'll print their graphic tees. They do print, direct the garment, screen printing and embroidery. So they've been able to upsell, you know, some of their their heavy hitting customers that come in and order two, 300 units. Those are brands that come in to them to have their products, uh, their shirts manufactured. So they've been able to upsell the sale of a t-shirt by saying, listen, we'll make your graphics interactive. And let's say they normally sell a t-shirt for uh, let's say 450 or something like that. So they, they've been able to add a little premium on the shirt, let's say 650. And now that shirt is interactive for mm-hmm. the client, you know, for the next duration of time that they ever, whatever they agree on. So mm-hmm. that's one, that's one use case that's actually in effect right now. So that's an upsell. So they get an extra two bucks a shirt that they sell just because it's interactive and it's not costing that, um, that company any any extra anything extra so that's one example another example is um for print um you could you can upsell on the creation of the interactive content hey we'll make your direct mail campaign interactive um and we normally charge us a 150 dollar design fee for the for your for your graphic design but then on top of that we're going to charge an extra 75 dollars to make that campaign interactive and then also, if you want that campaign interactive for 30 days, it's going to cost you X, Y, Z. Okay. So it really has become a um, an upsell opportunity for, for graphic designers, agencies, and freelancers. Hey, Feasters, are you looking to start a new side project, like adding people's pets to Baroque portraits or designing 70s punk-themed craft beer cans? You're going to need a new domain, right? 
If you're going to register the domain BrokeCats.art or BuzzCoxAndBrews.com, Hover wants to help you make your weird little dream a reality. With Hover, you can register a domain name for your design portfolio. Hover has over 300 domain name extensions to choose from when building your brand online. No matter what the area of creative space you're in, there's a domain name waiting for it. From .design, .art, to .inc, .photo, and so much more. You'll find excellent technical support available to answer any questions you may have. Hover's easy-to-use UI makes it easier for you to buy a domain and get the email service to go with it. Plus, they have over 300 domain name extensions, so you can choose the right extension for your next project. Hover knows you have incredible ideas waiting to come to life, and you need Rococo Raccoons Eat Pizza to make a name for yourself. Grab this domain and many more over at hover.com slash feasting on design for a 10% discount on all new purchases. Make a name for yourself with Hover. As a designer, you're limited to creating static, passive visual graphics for the consumer to view. Why not transform your designs into interactive experiences for the consumer to engage with? InterApp enables you to connect rich media content, videos, animation, photo galleries, 3D, and hyperlinks to your visual graphics with their easy-to-use content creator. Learn more at interappusa.com. I'm a huge fan of Design Cuts. It's an exceptional marketplace with highly curated, top-quality products and a wonderfully engaged community of creative people. They are constantly running incredible specials on bundle packs of design assets and fonts for up to 99% off the regular price. Their products are some of the best out there, and their customer service is top-notch. If you head over to feastingondesign.com slash designcuts, you can check out their latest bundle pack at an exceptional discount and help support the podcast. If you haven't tried Webflow yet, when building a website, what are you waiting for? Webflow is a great no-code alternative to WordPress. You get so much more control over the design of the site compared to your traditional templated no-code sites like Squarespace or Wix. Give it a shot on your next site. Visit feastingondesign.com slash Webflow to sign up for your free trial today. As, as you see more people adopt it and start using it, those services and like you just described, are you guys able to further monetize a portion of that based on contract lengths of um, those things? You know, you know, we haven't we haven't thought about it, but I don't I don't think we would need to. Um, I think you know, as a as a freelancer, as a service provider for for interactive experiences, we want you to make your money. You know, our goal is really to be the go to platform used to interact with any visual graphic. So if you happen to be walking down the street and you see any graphic, you know, you're going to be motivated to doubt to, to launch interact. You should mm-hmm. in the perfect world already be on your phone <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're going to interact and see what experiences are available to you. So, um, we don't necessarily, we don't necessarily need to encroach on any other revenue source from our, from our users to do that. You know, we sure. just want you to create as much interactive experiences, sell as many interactive experiences as you can to create more experiences in our domain. Gotcha. But right now we're, we're, we're satisfied with um, our users paying that, that, that subscription base. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually we'll figure out a way to where we can monetize uh, the app itself through, mm. um, you know, some sponsored content through, through the app. 
Um, but for the moment, you know, that's all things that we have in our, our business plan to scale into. But, um, you know, if you're a freelancer or an agency that want to make money as a service, we're, we, 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 we don't have any intentions of tapping into that revenue. Just pay your, your subscription fee and we're happy. <laughs> well, that, that's something you touched on there. Cause you know, we, we all use these content providers and social media platforms that have now turned into advertising platforms, you know, like Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff where, mm-hmm. you know, every third or fourth post mm-hmm. you see is that mm-hmm. how do you guys see evolving that where you can, you can add advertising to it, but it's in an organic and unobtrusive way that doesn't turn off the end user. Well, let me put it this way. It's in the works. We just got to roll it out. But sure. <laughs> a good example is using um, geo, geo-targeting, for example. Okay. So so let's say you happen to be, and I'll use L.A. I like using L.A. or San Francisco as a, as a good experience because, you know, that that's the advertising, visual advertising capital of the world, L.A. specifically. No matter where sure. you go, any freeway, you're seeing some huge visual graphic, you know, post uh, uh, wrapped around a building or on a billboard or on a window graphic. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's a big sprawling town that's broken up into small neighborhoods. So yeah, absolutely. So let's say you happen to be in LA and you're at a, at a store. Um, let's say at the, at, at the mall or something, you can interact with that poster. And the moment you interact, the system will, will, will know that you're in a specific geo targeted area specifically. Mm. And when you're in that geo-targeted area, let's say you interact with, I'll just give an example. Let's say a Burger King, <laughs> a <laughs> Burger King billboard or something, right? You can interact with that, that with that, and based off of that geo-targeting, you may get some some ad that may pop up for a local uh, a local burger shop, you know, right down the street. Gotcha you know, as an alternative. So that's one thing that we've been exploring at the same time, you know, figuring out how way it's not too intrusive for one, but it also doesn't turn off the, you know, the, the, the user itself, uh, the, the user, our platform user, but that would be one example of of monetizing. Another way we, we were thinking about that as well is you can actually purchase through the app. So let's say you happen to be, um, looking at, let's say you're in the mall and you see a poster of, I don't know, 10% off of this garment, right? Mm-hmm. You can interact with that as opposed to going inside the store and making that purchase. Well, you could purchase it right through the app itself and we'll have a streamlined checkout process and we'd probably take a little little bit of that um, as well. So those are, those are some ideas that we've been you know, we, we've been figuring out how we could start scaling into right away. But um, definitely on the advertising side, we, we, we want to be very careful on not being too ad intrusive. Because, well, like yeah, you there's said, a, go ahead. No, uh, I was going to say, because like I we currently do advertise on social media. I mean, mm-hmm. we heavily rely on it. <laughs> But at the same time, as a user of social media, when I'm going through a post and an ad pops up every two or three posts, it does get annoying. <laughs> so right. it's well, trying to find that balance. Yeah. And, and in your case, you guys are already selling, you're essentially selling ad space to that, you know, 
that client, whoever it's been designed for, you know, it's a way for them to advertise things. And you've got to be, you've got to ride that fine line of, yeah, we can tack on another ad here, but we don't want to do it to take away from that. The, the yeah, absolutely. initial advertiser. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and also on that same flip side of that is that that's how I kind of see, that's why I feel like interact creates a whole new dynamic because now when we're talking about engaging <clears throat> engagement, let's say you do interact, at least for the moment, when you do interact with an interactive graphic, visual graphic, all you're doing is you're getting the you're getting the raw experience of that brand and what they want you to experience. There's nothing else there. Whereas with with Instagram or Facebook, you know, if you interact with a post, you're going to interact with the post, but then you're also going to be bombarded with some kind of advertisement. Right. Um, so for the time being right now, it's just specifically raw. You can, you know, as a as a content provider, interact content provider, you can you can engage with your audience and it's specifically your content. You don't have to worry about, you know, anything else. Yeah. You know, you create that experience and it's only within your brand. You know, whereas once again, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, I can easily switch in and out of the Facebook experience and your experience. And if I go back to the Facebook or Instagram experience, I can be in somebody else's experience right away. <laughs> Where if okay. interact, no, you're engaged with me and what I have for you specifically. Right. No swapping out. You know, one well, of that, the things. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, with, with geolocating, you've got kind of a demographic breakdown there. But what are some other demographic breakdowns that you guys are able to utilize to refine that targeting for your clients? So one thing that you can do that really refines that is you can. The, the cool thing about interapp is it's all it's all it's all digital so your campaigns really could give you so much data in way of analytics that you as the content provider can really optimize what you're putting out there so for instance let's say you have a direct mail piece that's going out well you can see how many people have actually interacted with that direct mail piece. Um, you can, you can see how many people interact with specific elements of the direct mail piece. What are the, what does the audience like? Um, what are they actually clicking on? or are they actually engaging with? So you can take that data and further refine your next marketing piece. Um, okay. So now you can really see how many eyeballs are actually interacting with your content. Um, and, and, and then as a creative, it really gives you the opportunity to leverage your full suite of creativity because you have to get your audience to interact with this, with this content, to give them something exclusive. Mm -hmm. And it has to be exclusive enough to where it has to be, I guess the exclusivity has to be compelling enough to get them to interact with mm -hmm. you, but it's not a tough sale because they're already dirty in line with you you know I, I think that's the that's the next you know idea with interact is if i'm a brand and i have something for you to interact with i don't necessarily have to sell you on interacting with it because you're already sold on my on sure. me <laughs> as your brand you know so you want to interact with what i have because 
you we already you already know me, <laughs> quote unquote, right? So so that kind of helps in 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 that regard. So now you can narrow in on your audience and you can create something specific for them and then you can you can you can track those metrics to get very specific with your next follow-up marketing piece or whatever next piece of content you want to put out. So Another example is um, we have a, another let's say T-shirts have been hot for us or apparel graphics have been hot for us. So we we're bringing on a, 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 a we're bringing on a um, a user right now that they're going to be doing a giveaway with with T-shirts and they'll give away the T-shirt and then after they give it away they'll have some exclusive message that's going to appear on the shirt after you win or or whatever. I don't know how they're going to break down the the contest, but they're going to be able to use that data to springboard their next promotion, basically. And -hmm. I thought it was a great idea, and I'm paraphrasing what they want to do specifically, but what they have in their head, you know, they see the the benefit, they see the return, and they see the optimization on engagement. And then we'll be able to give them the metrics, or they can log in and see the metrics on that to figure out what that next push is going to be. So gotcha. Real targeting and, and, and our, and our analytic breakdown really can help you optimize your campaign and really home in on your, on your audience moving forward. Sure. When, when it comes to optimizing those campaigns, are there, you know, any limits that, you know, they have to work around at the moment? Uh, no, not really. Um, other than creativity, <laughs> creativity, and then what we could, you know, what we could scale into for them right away. Sure. Um, but you know, we're we're nimble. You know, like I said, if anybody shoots us a, a, an idea that that will enhance their campaign, we're mm-hmm. gonna do it. You know, no matter the cost to us, because we want you to be a satisfied user. You know, mm-hmm. we want you to be able to say, man, if I can have this component. To interact, this will make my campaign, you know, 100% better. And you give us that feedback, we're gonna we're gonna make those changes. So for the moment, I can't think of any limitations uh, that you would face. But the but I, I think it's just the level of creativity. I think interact is perfect for agencies because as an agency, you're involved in every single creative uh, element for a brand. You know. From right. start to finish. So, you know, in today's day and age, brand messaging is through storytelling in, mm-hmm. in most cases. So with AR and Interapp, you can really um, help. Uh, you can help per- perpetuate that story. You can strengthen your brand messaging and you can really continue to add value to your value proposition or further your brand's value proposition through AR by adding interactive experiences to whatever piece of visual content that's going out, you know, uh, to an audience and the agency controls all of that, you know, they can help control, they can help create the video that's going to go on the postcard. Mm -hmm. The agency helps design the landing page that, you know, the, the, the audience is going to land to that corresponds with the interactive experience. Um, the agency is responsible for, for in some cases, distributing that content. So if it's, if it's a, if it's a message that's going out and 
part of the messaging is billboard where the agency is going to be responsible for getting that message distributed to the billboards. And what what is the interactive experience you want the audience to see when they come across that billboard? What mm-hmm. video, what photo gallery, what imagery, what landing page, what hyperlinks? You know, so you're involved as an agency, you know, from from very from the very beginning in every component. And Interapp, you know, will, will help you continue to build that brand message in 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 ways that you just that just wasn't available before, <laughs> you sure. know, other than digital. Sure. If if a client comes to you and they don't have an agency, but they've seen other people using it, do you guys refer them on to agencies that have are utilizing your product yeah. and and stuff like that yeah. at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, and we're 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 we will do that. We've done that. Um, like I said, we had somebody message us about um, you know creating an interactive T-shirt, mm-hmm. and they get on the platform, but they don't have. Um, well, for one, they're not a graphic designer, sure. <laughs> so they need a they need a designer, and then they need somebody to print the shirt. So I, you know, I told my guy to send them to our LA Connect. Hey, you know, have them message them, and they can get them set up on on the platform. So they can either, you know, they can either create their own account right away on Interwrap and then go to our L.A. Connect and have them create the interactive experiences. But they can work out whatever they want to work out. But we definitely have no problems referring that business out for sure, because at the end of the day, it, it just strengthens the, the Interwrap community, in our opinion. So, yeah, gotcha. we'll refer that out if you don't have an agency. <laughs> but so so far, um, like I said, since our targeting efforts have been creatives, graphic designers, uh, and agencies, we we that's probably one case we've come across. Sure. Um, once we start reaching more people, we'll probably get more of those. But but so far, um, that that's been very very few. <laughs> gotcha. Far, few and far in between. Gotcha. Well, as we're kind of getting close to our time here, I want to wrap it up with a few rapid fire questions about food. Um, and you know, whatever the first thing that comes to your mind is pretty much the right answer. You've done this before. So, so you're old hat at it. Um, let, let's start off with, um, what is your earliest food memory? My earliest food memory was, man, what was my earliest food memory? Um, buffet. <laughs> it was a, it was a buffet in, in Tahoe. Oh, okay. Caesar's Palace buffet in Tahoe. Um, seafood buffet. Let me be specific. The seafood uh-huh. buffet. My dad uh, uh, loved Tahoe. Um, he and my grandfather. So they had players cards so they racked up points so every every chance we get my dad would take us and the family to uh tahoe for the seafood buffet (laughs) crab specifically (laughs) because you think landlocked in the mountains when you think seafood (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) absolutely (laughs) that being said you know tahoe is a beautiful place and if i got to eat seafood in a beautiful place there's worse places i could go (laughs) yep yep absolutely (laughs) what what is what's your go-to comfort food when you've had just a crappy day uh my go-to comfort food is pizza Uh i love pizza i love pizza can't go wrong Uh, that yeah you can't it's uh pepperoni i don't get too exotic i just do pepperoni and olives 
sometimes the basics are the best. Yeah, it's simple. And, and then, when you had a crappy day, you don't want to think of getting creative on the pizza. <laughs> no, you don't. You, you, most of the time, you don't even want to think. You don't even want to think. Yeah, <laughs> you just want to be able to turn your brain off. So, and then uh, what? What is that deathbed meal? The last meal you can ever eat? Uh, my deathbed meal is going to be um, the the hundred thousand dollar taco. <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming so, this has a lot of gold leaf somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, this there, there's a taco. There's a, a restaurant in Dubai that mm-hmm. serves a taco that is worth a hundred. Well, but the cost is a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and the shell is made out of gold. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. <laughs> but probably an Ortega shell that they've put gold leaf on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And they charge a hundred thousand dollars for it. <laughs> yeah. And so that, some, that would, that would somebody somebody's diet. gonna buy it and <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I saw the video when they first came out that that restaurant was wrapped around the corner. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Some people have so, more money than they know what to do with, and it's just a yeah, shame. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you're literally willing to eat it and crap it out, you got too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, very true. So, but I mean, it's, dream big, go extravagant on that last meal, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, shoot, it's my last time is my last my last time physically on Earth. So, yeah. <laughs> let me enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Well, Will, thank you so much for taking the time to. Uh, chat with me again um i really appreciate it and and just for full disclosure you are a sponsor of the podcast and thank you for that very much um that is not why i had you on the show but um it doesn't uh it doesn't hurt that you're sponsoring us and we we really appreciate it yeah no worries man i i appreciate you um you know, reaching back out to me and um, doing this again. I, I had, I enjoyed it the first time. I definitely enjoyed it the second time. And, um, you know, like I've said before, you have my full support and whatever you do, I'll continue to spread the word for, for what you're doing. Thank you. Um, and, um, you know, I, I like what you're doing. Keep it up, stay encouraged. And if you need anything, I'm, I'm here as well. Let me know. Well, I appreciate that, man. I, I, I wish you all the best with InterApp as well. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you to Hover for sponsoring this episode of Feasting on Design. Hover knows that you have incredible ideas waiting to come to life. And you need hamburgers in the dot news to make a name for yourself. Grab this domain and many more over at hover.com slash feasting on design for a 10% discount on all new purchases. Make a name for yourself with Hover. If your area of focus is print, packaging, and apparel graphic design, did you know you can now transform your visual graphics into interactive experiences for the consumer to engage with? Learn more at interappusa.com. You can find out more about Interapp on Instagram at interappusa. And be sure to check out the links in the show notes for more ways to keep up with Will and Interapp. I hope you like this episode of Feasting on Design. Let me know what you think. And if you like it, leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
You can keep up with the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Feast on Design. And I'm at Jay Frostholm on Dribble, Twitter, and Instagram, or over on my website, IldisDesign.com. 